2: Welcome to it. It's a Monday road show. Hail City Radio here in downtown Lincoln. Rosie's downtown. Tenth and P. Excited to be down here. Excited to hear more from you. Is Nebraska still trying to grasp, get in the grasp uh, of that sixth win? Nebraska-Maryland uh, drove many of you to, uh, to drink or medicate. Uh, Kind of joking, numbers to get in, it's open phones this first hour at 489-1240, 489-1240. Can always chime in on the stream, we're streaming live on the Hale Varsity YouTube channel and the Hale Varsity Radio Twitter feed at HVarsity Radio, Elijah Herbal back in studio at Herbal Essence, give him a follow, Chris Schmidt at Schmidt underscore radio. where you can find me and give me a follow. And, uh, you know, it was one of those games that probably ticked you off. And there's been a lot of them over the years, if you're a Nebraska fan, where uh, it it just went sideways and you're, you're screaming out loud to the clouds or at your TV or both. Why? Why do things go sideways? Why does this offense continue to turn the football over? We'll try and answer that uh, today and beyond. Can it change? Can it be fixed is the question and you have a week to do it and we don't know who's going to be at quarterback because two of the three are banged up. The third option makes you nauseous uh, based on performance and confidence and then you got a couple of walk-on choices. Oh yeah, Wisconsin is sick right now. Michigan State has been sick. They got better. Maryland sick, they got better against Nebraska. You're trying to avoid the wrong kind of trifecta. You can also check in wherever you hear us across the Hale Varsity radio network 800-825-5865. You can email the show Chris at com. And a reminder here we're here for Monday Night Football, the Bills and Broncos Elijah, do you have your Denver gear on or is it in the backpack? Aha, you are wearing the donkey shirt. Uh, Check that out and rate it, folks, on the stream. Do you like Elijah's donkey gear (coughs) or Denver uh, apparel? Our dear friend Munchie down here at Rosie's, he's rocking his... uh, Denver had as well, but good spot here at Rosie's downtown. We know you love it for game day as well, but uh, just a reminder, uh, Silas Creek going to be here November 17th. Cody Johnson also going to be performing at PBA. We're back here the 27th as uh, for Bears-Vikings. Uh, Bears fans, you need a hug. Uh, Denver making a bit of a run. The Bills, uh, danger time right now. They try and avoid 5-5. Five and five. Nebraska at Five and five, Elijah. We'll hear from Matt Rule in a little bit. We'll have some of Rule's rewind uh, coming up here. His presser today, and listen, I appreciate uh, Matt Rule answering questions, even if it's not answers you really want to hear. And you've got a, you've got an appetite, just based on the last two decades, and and you're you're kind of numb to it. You're used to changes being made. You're used to coordinators getting fired. You're used to offensive coaches moving on. You're used to head coaches and staffs being blown out and and that was the the question and that's been the outcry by a lot of Nebraska fans on social media. Maybe somebody bumped into it uh, at brunch yesterday morning or at the coffee shop or at work today. You're, you're pulling your hair out on third down and seven, Elijah. Not to uh, be masochistic here, but that's what Everyone's still freaking out about uh, the choice of calling a play uh, a passing game. And, listen, Nebraska wants to be aggressive. They don't want to live in fear. I, I understand that completely, but there's also uh, a, a time to fight another day. Or the real simple answer, answer is even if you sneak it three times – first and 10 at the seven you're going what are you what are they doing no they're, they're not conceding. they're not playing scared. You can you can play you can play conservative but also make the right call and in hindsight especially after a third down red zone interception, the right call was to kick the field goal on first down. <laughs> Did't happen. Uh, Nebraska's defense did not answer the bell. Uh, and it, it, it first and foremost to me, man, it, it's a mentality, and it was kind of the re- deja vu of Minnesota again where Nebraska's defense went out there, and they got dinged on a, on a DPI uh, on third down and forever, and then they got gashed on a couple of runs, a scramble, and then a, uh, a pretty fateful second and eight where the back, uh, his name rhymes with Gumby, Humby, I think, uh, went Himby. for 22. Himby. H- Himby. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's not quite Humby. It's, uh, it's Gumby if Gumby, Gumby, Gumby so was my, him. Right. Thank you. He is him, as as Prime would say. But Nebraska again let it slip through their hands uh, and aired it unnecessarily, and and that's just it. Are you are you tone deaf to the situation with just Murphy's Law and bad things happening when you throw the football? You need to be a balanced offense. But, Elijah, they're not ready to be a balanced offense right now. And and therein lies the problem. I don't know who's going to start Saturday. I know who Nebraska fans don't want. And I think door number three is the choice. We'll see if, if Chubba pretty's the guy moving forward and ready to go. Munchie threw out, as he says, Munchie's hot take of the day. Our dear friend down here at Rosie's downtown. Uh, you know, Nebraska fans aren't going to be happy with five and seven if that's how this story ends. But you're going to feel a little bit—I don't—I don't know if you'll feel a little bit better, but you'll like your chances better at quarterback. I think moving forward with Purdy, you've got a tiny sample size in one drive. Bit horrible circumstance, shadow of your own goal line, Elijah, and he drove him. Yeah, he threw the pick. Play shouldn't have been called, especially in hindsight. But if, if Chubba can stay healthy, I think Nebraska fans be, feel better going into battle with him Saturday in Madtown and for Black Friday. Uh, they want no part of Sims. Don't blame him. And I don't know that Harburg's going to be healed up, even if Mr. Miyagi flies into town. High ankle sprain with him. And he's regressed. Uh, as much as Nebraska's done to adapt an offense to him, defenses have responded in the Big Ten. And he's had a real confidence issue throwing the football.
3: I mean, let's. I'd be feel better if Nebraska rolled out there with ten on offense and just no quarterback on Saturday than what Nebraska's got. Just, just
2: wildcat
3: it? No, just just don't even have a quarterback back there. Wildcat it, but just, just even guy on the snap sideline. It. Ten, ten guys. Like I'd feel better about the offense. The the quarterback has been absolutely hamstringing Nebraska all year long. And I think you do have to look at the offensive coordinator at Satterfield. No rule defended him post game. Defended him again today. There's not going to be a switch made this off season. Get ready for more Marcus Satterfield next year. And and I think we're going to spend a lot of time, obviously open phone lines here for you. If you want to talk about this 402-489-1240, give us a call. I'll get you on the line. But that 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 play call is very emblematic of Nebraska's issues all year long on offense. It's a, It's play calling that doesn't understand what strengths your offense has, does not understand what weaknesses your offense has. And it's a play call that does not understand what wins in the Big Ten West. Yes, running the football and, and smash-mouth football is what wins in the Big Ten West, but I said it on our pregame show. I said it a lot last week. I've said it this season. A lot of times in the Big Ten and in the Big Ten West especially, offensively, it's about risk aversion, averting bad things that can happen to your offense and taking the points when you can get them. Nebraska did not do that on that third-and-goal play call there at the end. You understand the risks of having a third stringer in there that was not repping with the first teamers all week long, did not run some of the play calls that they were hoping to get down in a third and to-go situation. You know what? A third string quarterback always knows what to do. They always know how to hand a football off. I'm going to go there again because that play call in and of itself, I know Matt Rule defended it, it is not representative of understanding what your offense can and cannot do well. I understand in modern college football, Nine offenses out of ten there, third and goal from the nine, are going to be running a pass play. You want to get in the end zone. If it's an incompletion, okay, you can kick the field goal. But look at what Nebraska's been this season with turnovers. Look at what your quarterbacks have been this season with turnovers. You got a guy in the football game that hasn't thrown a pass since the Colorado game, hasn't been repping with the first teamers at practice. It makes no sense to ask him to put that much on his shoulders in that moment and say, you know what, read the defense. If it's man coverage, you're throwing the corner out. If it's zone coverage, you're going to look at one of those slant routes. You're going to find the opening in the zone. It doesn't make sense to me to run that play call whenever you can hand the football off, get your three points on the board, and trust your defense. That is the problem with that play call, and that's why there's so much focus on that. It's just very representative of Nebraska's issues offensively all season long and issues with the play calling all season long. Because Nebraska, realistically, with better play calling, could have had a win against Minnesota, and I kind of lay that one to the side because it's the first game and I can understand a coordinator that doesn't understand the strengths and weaknesses of your offense week one of the season. But Michigan State with better play calling you think should be a win. And then definitely Maryland you think with better play calling should be a win. So I'm going to put a lot of this on on Marcus Satterfield with how he called the end of that game. And I said that during the postgame show. had some time to digest yesterday, last night, into this morning. I still feel like Marcus Satterfield is the one that's to blame for the Husker loss on Saturday, even though Matt Rule gets up and defends him because it it just – does not strike you as play calling that understands what the weaknesses of this offense are. It's a play calling that strikes me as this is what we want to do at Nebraska offensively, and the guys need to rise to that challenge. I'm going to make the play call that I will be making three years from now as opposed to what's going to help us win now. That's what I see whenever I see this Marcus Satterfield play calling. It's saying, you know what? I know you have limitations as a quarterback, but we want you to rise to the challenge as opposed to saying, you know what? You have limitations as a quarterback, so we're going to make the play call that is going to work best for you in this moment
2: the play call and execution part of that drive that started at the three yard line for Nebraska once the defense came up again and, and stripped the football as Maryland's going in and again the defense rises up, you get a monster fourth down stop, you get a couple of force fumbles as they're marching you get another interception, uh, Buda Wright was was big time and Nebraska made a play to to go win the football game three times, four times on defense in that second half. And the offense just keeps kicking that old gift horse in the mouth. And, And I understand, again, that you can't live in fear, but there is something to be said for just taking points and having the defense go out there to preserve a lead versus, man, um, they did this to us again. That's got to creep into your head a little bit as a defensive player. And, you know, if you're Nebraska right now, they're just need, I, need, I need some things to happen these final two games, and I need some things to happen this off season for Nebraska. We'll get to your comments in the stream. I know there's a ton coming in. If you're trying to get in on the phone lines, we'll get to you in a little bit, I promise, and we'll hear from Rule. Uh, really good presser. And as a great leader, he is taking the arrows and he's sticking up for his guy. So it, it's it's twofold, two-way street. The execution has flat-out sucked by some of the quarterbacks. They have made stupid throws. They've made bad decisions, and they're not being coached nor taught to do so. But it, but it continues to happen. So there's a there's a breakdown there somewhere. There's also this willingness to keep calling it, hoping you'll have a different result. Third and six, Chuba ripped a great throw to Lloyd. And that was a 24-yard gain. Then you get a 29-yard gallop by Emmett. And you're set up. You got momentum. You're rolling. And and then you go back to a pass play that Chubba uh, goes rogue on or just wisely says, oh, this run's going to get stuffed. Let me chuck it out of bounds near near Fedoni. So at second and ten, they, they TF you on second down, and all of a sudden it's third down, and, and they're going trips there. To your point, Elijah, with the inexperience, you have it wide out, and, and Maryland made a play. Just fall on the ball, kick the field goal, a thousand percent in hindsight. Nebraska, though, needs to really look at who they're listening to and what set of eyes they have on when it comes to their quarterbacks. Who are you bringing in? Who are you running off? Who are you developing? And can you be better at it? Again, you 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 lost two quarterbacks that I think we can all say, listen, you, you drop in two quarterbacks that have moved on from Nebraska, you, you'd be at – the same spot or, or better, presumably, if you had those guys with what you've been doing on offense. And then you you just absolutely get it completely wrong with Sims. And then you, you do some nice things and you adapt to what Harburg can do, but there's not been this readaption after the defenses have, have adapted to him. On top of, you wonder where his confidence is at. Uh, Chaba comes in, bails you out, and and yet there's a pick. Uh, Very problematic. Anonymous has been firing away, typing away. I giggled at this. Napoleon invading Russia. Germany letting Austria-Hungary invade Serbia. Rule bringing in Jeff Sims. Each century seems to include someone making a terrible decision that leads to a complete disaster. (laughs) I I thought as as a history buff, Elijah, uh, there would be some, some, some humor in that. Everyone expects Sims and Pretty to graduate and jump to the portal, and for HH to switch positions. Exactly how will NU have enough quarterback depth for him to switch positions? They gotta, they gotta find a, a portal. Yes, they gotta develop Kalen. And they need one of the they, and, and they need Chuba to stick around and they need they need
3: Heine to, to probably move back to H. You don't back. need Chuba to stick around. You need an entire new quarterback room. It's as simple as that. You need to go to the portal. You have one guy in Daniel Kalen. You need an entire new quarterback room.
2: We'll see what they get. Uh four eight nine twelve forty. Hail varsity on the rose at Rosie's tenth and P.
4: And now. And now,
2: back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you, it's Hale Varsity here at Rosie's downtown. 10th and P, here till 6. Come on by. We're presented by Cornhead Logger, Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, 489-1240. So, Rick James Enterprises has chimed in with a critique. And if it's not been made clear... Uh, forgive us because we've said it a lot over the past 48 hours uh, with Chubba's decision on first down. Clearly the play call was not a pass, Rick James Enterprises. Uh, we've said that quite a bit here with with uh, both post games, and uh, if that wasn't clear to you, forgive me. But, yeah, he, when, when I say Chubba went rogue, he went rogue on that first down uh, with uh, throwing the football uh, when it was supposed to be a run. So, uh, yeah, it's it's not a stick for us uh, with what we're saying and what we're talking about, just so you're clear. four eight nine twelve forty to get in. Uh, we'll get into uh, some more of the comments, phone call.
3: Yes, yeah, we have Ed on the line.
2: Ed, thanks for calling. Go for it.
5: Ed, our, this is Ed. Chris, what are we going to do with quarterback situation? I mean, maybe I missed some of the program, but transfer portal or what? I mean, it. I don't know in Division One football, has there ever been three quarterbacks to throw an interception in a single game?
2: I have not looked up that morbid fact, Ed. Uh, portal, yes, and presumably you're going to ask somebody to stay so you can keep working. Part of the problem in college football, though, is you don't get kids to stick around long enough to develop because everyone's jumping to the portal. It also kind of hamstrings you on what high school kids you do recruit uh, because you're looking more towards the portal for your quarterback situation. So uh, they're going to look at the portal for sure. They're going to look at what they have in the room. Uh, They're going to scour the earth, I would believe, and also see what type of work Kalen can provide, although that's a big ask for a true freshman to come in.
5: That's for sure. So, but if you find that statistic out, I'll I'll be listening, and maybe in the next day or two, you could. I I just can't believe it's it's got to be a first. I mean, I could be wrong, but boy, oh boy, I don't know. Free in a one game, different quarterbacks, interception, Division One power program. So, and,
3: and and I'll I, hit the old Google machine, and I'll uh, I'll see what I can find for you. All right. Okay. Thanks, guys. Best. We'll see ya. Ed,
2: appreciate you. Four eight nine twelve forty. Good from Ed. Uh, Dave checks in. Starting to feel like this coaching staff for at least the O.C. is Callahan 2.0. So there's a history reference there. Brian checks in. Are we, uh, again, the team everyone wants to schedule? (laughs) Brian says we are the team that everyone wants to schedule for homecoming. Uh, Brian, with maybe the best idea for some Nebraska fans, tells Sims the game is... Sunday, uh, Walter, our friend in Philadelphia, says, Calling plays your quarterbacks aren't capable of executing is coaching malpractice. And, man, it is chicken or egg with execution uh, and uh, talent you have. Uh, To be a little bit fair, Nebraska has adapted to what they've had at quarterback for part of the season. That's how you got part of the three wins. You've survived so many turnovers, Elijah. That problem still needs to be corrected. I don't know if it can be fixed in two weeks, uh, but it needs to be dialed back severely with any hope to win on the road or at home on Black Friday.
3: Well, and as we talk about the quarterback room as a whole, does this not kind of strike you as whenever Bo Pliny had Zach Lee as his quarterback his first year at Nebraska where, like, yeah, you you have some relative success, but it was because of the defense – Offense is really holding you back. It does not feel like Nebraska has a quarterback in the room that fits what Marcus Satterfield and Matt Rule want to do offensively. And You inherited two of these guys. They're both your guys now, but I mean, not necessarily what you're looking for. You've had to fit your offense around what Harburg does well, which has but been you did somewhat for a while. of a change. You did for a while, but it, it has never been a full shift like I think was needed. Sims didn't work out like you expected it to. That's why I think Nebraska needs an entirely new quarterback room because that's the one place, like defensively, you had guys that fit into the system that you were bringing in. That's why it made the transition feel a little more seamless. You had a nose guard in Nash Huttmacher that eats up two blocks every single play and asks for more. You have a guy in, in Luke Gifford, that, or excuse me, Isaac Gifford, that plays that rover position well. That, you know what, can hit like a linebacker, can cover like a defensive back. You kind of lucked into that, and so it's made that, that defensive transition easy. You had guys already on roster that fit what you wanted to do. Offensively, I don't think you came in with a quarterback on roster that fit what you wanted to do. The transfer portal guy that you brought in to be a band-aid didn't quite work out for you. And, and Marcus Satterfield has decided, you know what? I'm not going to rip up what my offense is to find what these quarterbacks do. Well, he's tried to marry the two in a way that hasn't quite worked out. And, and that's why I think there's the patience from rules end saying, you know what? We're going to continue rolling with Satterfield. I have confidence what he calls. It's just not a, a coach that calls what works for his quarterbacks and what works in the Big Ten West right now. It feels like a coach that is coaching for three years down the road here and say, you know what, three years from now on third and nine in a goal-to-go situation, we're going to throw the football. That's what our receivers are expected to do. We're working with our freshman receiver. We're going to make sure that that's what we're calling for them now because we're not going to compromise what we are right now in order to get a win, and I think that's what leaves such a bad taste in Husker fans' mouth with that play calling and with Matt Rule coming up and defending Marcus Satterfield in that play call it's not a play call that is that is keeping in mind what you do well as an offense right now. It, it just feels like Marcus Satterfield calling, you know what, this is what my offense is. If the guys can't rise to my standard, that is a problem for them. There is a standard that needs to be met with this offense, and you know what, we're going to go find a guy that can rise to that standard. For a couple games, Harburg was rising to that challenge. He couldn't do it anymore. Now we turn to Purdy, and you know what? With the game on the line, he couldn't rise to that standard. There's just a problem with the Husker offense and how it's being called, and I think what it's going to take to be able to get those results because Marcus Satterfield clearly doesn't want to change what his offense is, has to be going getting a new quarterback room and finding some guys that can go and execute what you want your offense to be because Nebraska doesn't have a guy that can do that right now.
2: What did Bo do with uh, the post-Joe Gans era before T Magic took over? He leaned hard on Roy Hallou. Yes and they had some dip and dunk passing. You you can throw the football, but it doesn't have to be 15 or 20 yards downfield on your plays. I mean, the the, the the interception was a touchdown because your guy's not, not seeing it, uh, and, and that's problematic. Who's on the line? We got Pete. Pete, thanks for calling. Go ahead. How are you doing today? We're good. Pete, what do you think?
6: Well, number one, When I look at the quarterbacks, they've uh, regressed, not progressed. Tells me they're not getting very good coaching. Number two, uh, they brought the guy in that was a turnover machine at, at his previous college. As far as Harburg is concerned, we brought in a guy in high school that was a turnover machine in high school. I don't think the guys are getting good coaching. I don't think they understand. They can throw the ball, but mentally, they don't understand. And that's poor coaching, that, that's absolutely, and I put it on rule because he could overrule these calls. So he says we want to be a physical running team, and then they go passing. We'll run the ball down on several plays, and then all of a sudden three passes in a row. I don't understand it. I think Satterfield thinks he's got a professional team and a professional offense out there. I don't think he understands what he's, what he's working with. I don't think he is willing to adjust, and that's a poor coach. So my opinion, I don't I don't see how he can stay. I don't see it getting better. I don't think he can read talent. I don't think he can de- develop talent. So that's my opinion.
2: Pete, thanks for the phone call. And a lot of Nebraska fans uh, nodding their head with Pete. Uh, Rock checks in. Rule was strong yet again. He continues to impress me. He's much more engaged and hands-on than Riley or Frost. Coach him up and collaborate for some new wrinkles
3: Let's hear about well, the re- quarterbacks. Go really, ahead. Really fast. I want to respond to Pete's phone call here because that's something that, that I've gotten with the benefit of hindsight, giving myself some time to digest from Saturday. Is Saturday, I thought some of the game planning offensively was offensive malpractice. And I, I do think in a one-game situation, it is malpractice to, to throw your third-string quarterback into that situation. You know what? Biggest play of the game, third and nine. A field goal gives you the, the lead and probably can give you a win if you can go turn to your defense. It feels bad, but I think what we're seeing is a coaching staff that is not willing to compromise their long-term vision to go win one football game in year one. And right or wrong, I think that's what we're seeing offensively, that you know what, three years from now, whenever you have a different quarterback in charge, you want to be able to throw the football third and nine, and you're going to find out which guy on your roster can rise to that challenge and go make a play and, and do what is needed from your offense, from the offensive play-calling point of view. And I think that's a mistake in a one-game sample size to do that. But I think it's about instilling, hey, this is what we do. I mean, to use a, another soccer reference for you, which I you know the people out there love. That is Sorry, awesome. I'm going to do it. Tottenham Hotspur is a new head coach in charge this year. Ainge Postecoglou's name. I'll give you the, the, the short and sweet of it. They got two people sent off for red cards against Chelsea a couple of weeks ago. What most teams do in that situation is they go park the bus, they put all their defensive players behind the ball, really congested up in front of goal, so it's hard to get scoring opportunities. come come out comes out in the second half and says, we're not going to do that. We're going to hold a high line, play attacking football, despite the fact this other team has a two-man advantage on us, and we're going to roll with what happens. You lose 4-1. But it's about instilling that mentality that, hey, no matter what happens in a football game, this is what we are as a football team. This is what our mentality is going to be. And either you rise to the challenge and you execute and you go out and play the kind of football we want to play, or you end up riding the bench. And right now Nebraska has three guys that are are moving towards bench riding as the year goes on, as as the seasons go on, as you move into the offseason. But you're finding out that you just don't have the guys on your roster now to execute what you want to do. And it hurts you in the short term. It hurts you in a game against Maryland. But I think with that long-term vision of a rebuild in mind, they're trying to show the guys, hey, we're not going to compromise because we're limited. We're not going to compromise because our offense is injured. This is what we do. You go out and execute our vision, our play calling, our standard, and we go out and win football games. If you can't do that, we're going to lose, and we're going to find a new guy that can step in there and go do that for us.
2: It's – you've got to set the tone with your team. They've clearly accepted and adapted to how you want to do things – but you're the adults in the room. So you got to really analyze the situation. And, I, and I'm hoping for for better analyzation with what they do next at quarterback. We'll dive into who you think we'll see, who do you want to see on Saturday coming up, 489-1240. Open phones this first hour. Blackshirt McBride, Mr. Charlie, is coming up at uh, 5.05. Jay Moore, Blackshirt, Husker, NFL are going to join us in hour two, get his take on things. But defense was uh, still, at this point in the season, ready to take it on and uh, did fantastic work. Uh, You don't want him to have to play perfect. I get it, but they had to play perfect on Saturday and uh, shy of a shutout, Uh, it's going to be continued to be uphill with the turnover rate Nebraska's at. Down here at Rosie's, 10th and P, Roadshow Monday at Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Cornhead Logger.
1: Hail Varsity Radio is live. Now, back to Schmidt Schmidt's a great guy, but he don't have a brain. And Elijah. You
2: want me to speak?
1: i point you, yet. Yeah. On Hail Varsity Radio.
2: Back to you, it's Hale Varsity on the road here, 10th and P. Rosie's downtown, another Monday night road show. Get ready for Elijah Herbal's Denver Broncos. Is there an action tonight against the Buffalo Bills on the road in Orchard Park, or it used to be Orchard Park. We'll get to hear some rule here in a minute. And Jeff is on the line. Jeff, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead.
5: Oh, well, thanks, Smitty. I really enjoy the show. but for I, I wonder sometimes if us as Nebraska fans we've kind of lost our perspective because I've been listening to this show for a long time and a few months ago before the season started, everybody was talking about you know, Nebraska will be lucky to, to go three and eight or four and seven or whatever and and now they've won the five games and they're exceeding what they expected to come out of the first year and i don't think there's anybody that wants to win any more than matt rule wants to win but we're asking the question why aren't we playing better well we've won five games which was a lot better than most of the so-called nebraska fans said we were going to do this year anyway
2: i think the maddening part jeff is you've Found a way to your credit as a locker room and staff uh, through injury and trial uh, to get to five. And would you would you be fair to say there's been three games left on the table due to some questionable play calling and for sure turnovers. Minnesota, Michigan State, Maryland.
5: Well, absolutely.
2: Sure. So I- the fact the, the fact you're at five right now and you've exceeded expectations is great, but. You, go get more. Be greedy, I guess, but not inside the red zone.
5: <laughs> oh, I, I agree with you 100%, but I also know that every team in the country in Week 10 is probably better than they were in Week 1, and they've had a chance to scout you and see sure. what the new everything's about.
2: No, people are either getting better or worse, and Nebraska's gotten better at the offensive line. Some of the young wideouts have made plays. The defense has continued to be rock star solid. Special teams has been up and down, but for the most part up uh, when it comes to field goals. The place that's gone the wrong direction is the quarterback spot.
0: Right.
5: No, I I agree with you. I, just, I think that we need to be a little bit more patient and understand that this is, Rule talked about it at one point. This is uncharted territory for him in the first year.
2: Sure, no, he's done a he's done so. a great job dealing with all the injuries. It's just a tough, tough look right now at, at five and seven and all these turnovers. Jeff, thanks for tuning in. Appreciate your take on things.
5: You bet. Thank you.
2: Four eight nine twelve forty to get in. Let's hear from Rule on the quarterback issues. I was asked about that what are the biggest issues at quarterback and what can be fixed here cut 2
7: There's been several issues throughout the year. And so, um, you know, anytime you're anytime that you're have this, you know, the number one is turnovers, right? I mean, like we have three, three point games. I think in those three point games, I think we have 12 turnovers in those three point games. Check me if I'm wrong. I think 11 of them come out of the quarterback position. So to me, um, you know, to turn the ball over, right? Um, at the same time, a lot of those games were close because you know Heinrich made great runs, or you know Jeff made some great runs against Minnesota. So a lot of good things happened from those guys. You know, I'm one of those I'm one of those coaches that you know I don't love to make like big you know everything to me is very incremental. Like hey, it was this here, it was this here. Um, but certainly, I, w- I would be a fool not to sit here and tell you it's it's um, it's um, uh, protecting the football in, in in the passing game. I think. Um, you know, um, obviously the first interception I'll still feel like, I'll still feel like, you know, the uh, one, one with Jeff, excuse me, you know, he, Malachi gets tackled and we're running the double move. But I'd love to see our quarterbacks, you know, uh, as I talk to them, just be a little bit more intentional about, you know, we, we, we can't keep throwing uh, balls up. And we can't we can't just throw balls up to a spot thinking the guy's going to be there. Like, at the end of the day, you have to be intentional at quarterback. Like, you, every ball you throw is a ball you want to throw. And uh, you know, we had twice where guys threw interceptions kind of backing up and Letting it rip. And, and that's just, that's not who we are. That's not who we should be. And so, um, you know, there's always a yin and yang to it, obviously. Like they're young players. I'm trying to guide them through it. We're trying to guide them through it at the same time, having expectations and standards for the way that we want to play. So, what can be fixed in the next two weeks? I certainly think, Sam, that, um, you know, we, we fixed kind of like the, the pocket ball security. Like, you know, you go back two games ago, um, not the pocket, you know, running the ball. Heinrich had two fumbles, you know, and so we've, we've certainly worked on that. We've certainly worked on the way we hold the football, um, this was interceptions this week. And, um, you know, so what can we do? Um, we, we just keep coaching. And I, I know that sounds trite and maybe, but, like, we just keep coaching, we just keep pushing, we just keep grinding, we just keep working. Um, and uh, hope, that, uh, hope that it just continues to come to fruition, um, build on the good things and try to eliminate the bad things. That was Coach Rule
2: on the quarterback issues. Uh, more specific here, Elijah cut six, Chuba, in that third down pick. What what exactly should have
7: happened? What led to what happened? So I'll, first of all, let me say this: I, I take responsibility for that. Okay, I take responsibility for that. Um, it's a it's a good play call. That so the play is very simply. It's it's a play that every team in the world runs. It's it's three man routes. It's Double under with a corner out, right? And so basically, versus man, the two guys run the under routes. They chase the under routes. You have a one-on-one corner. It's incomplete, or you know, so um, you know they zero blitz. It's 90 protection. It's a gap protection. Fedoni stays in. You know, he's not going to get hit. It, it's just a confluence of events, right? It's you know, it's 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 we take a long time coming out of it by number one. So a lot of people, I think, thought we were trying to throw the ball to number one. And because it looks like the ball's going to number one, it's Billy flattens that rat out because the guy kind of undercuts him. And, you know, really, we love to just see Chubb put that ball in the back corner and those guys get out of the way a little quicker. So it just wasn't quite executed exactly right, Um, which, you know, again, when it comes down to execution, it falls on me. And, um, you know, their their, their kid made two unbelievable plays. I mean, that corner made on a double move to beat the safety, he ran back and picked the ball off. And on that play, he's playing the guy man and comes off of it it picks off the So when you look at the tape, it looks really, really bad. <laughs> Let me just say that. It looks really, really bad, and I get that. And I'm not sitting here saying that for <laughs> the players. You know, the play clock was running down on us. Things were going fast. I think originally they wanted to run, you know, Sat wanted to run a pick play by one, two, and three. Um, and, uh, you know, um, we, we, got, we, we kind of got there to see what they're in because I didn't want to put Chubb in a bad position where all of a sudden it goes to zone. He, he's had no reps in any of these plays this week. And, um, you know, that play happened. So I wouldn't put that on Chubb. I wouldn't put that on anybody but me. But um, that is what that play is. It's, you know, we call it, it's, it's indie, It's old Peyton Manning, right? Two unders with a corner out. First man, you throw the corner out. They just kind of got too close together. So that's uh, that's one of those ones I, I wake up at 2 in the morning thinking about, you know, like, hey, that's on me.
3: And that was the, the point I was making earlier, Schmitty, where Matt Rule said, didn't want to put Chubba in a bad position with the play that you haven't repped. You don't want to put him in a bad position. You hand the freaking ball off. And that's where I was kind of getting to earlier this, this our last segment where I was talking about, you want to do what you want to do offensively. That's, that's like the perfect example right there is what you want to do in the long run is throw that ball into the end zone, put seven points on the board and say, you know what, we're going to take some pressure off the defense. They can give up some yards the next drive. The problem is is you're putting him into a bad position by throwing, having him throw the football in any way, shape, or form. And sure, great play by the defensive back, but, but an experienced quarterback, I think you can trust in that situation. A guy that hasn't gotten reps and doesn't know that, you just hand the ball off.
2: You nailed it. Know your personnel, know the situation, and the guy dusted off with a you know put off a, a growing surgery, so he could be available. Uh, Cutter's comment here, uh, responding to, to Jeff's call. It's not that we're, it's that we aren't losing games. We're beating ourselves. We're just losing due to lack of talent. You're okay with that? With five wins. They've left wins on the table. We'll wind down our one here at Rosie's.
4: And now, and
2: now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Charlie McBride, Mr. Blackshirt, weighs in on the loss to Maryland. 10 minutes away. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal, downtown Rosie's, 10th and P. We're here on a Monday Night Road Show. Reminder to get buckled up, use your seatbelt. It saves lives, it prevents injuries only if properly worn. Make it click, this message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Gary, thanks for hanging on. Go ahead.
4: You bet. Thanks, guys. Great show as usual. Sick. <laughs> Actually, unfortunately, I agree with every, most everything that's being said. and I, I just want to touch on a couple of things I don't agree with, and that is uh, playing the style. I'm talking about offensively of what we want to do in the long haul. We pay the two top people that we're talking about there tens of thousands of dollars we don't pay them for, for three or four years, and then, hey, if we get there, then we'll be okay. The the fans are restless. And when I'm talking about fans, I'm talking about the guys that make things work financially. And, mm. you know, I the one thing I really want to know is our offensive coordinator, where has he been ever where he's been considered a very good or great offensive coordinator, plus quarterbacks coach, where, where those are our two weaknesses. I'm not going to pick on the kids. The kids do what they're coached to do, and they do as well as they can. But I do put a blame on our top man, number one, although he's a great guy. I enjoy him very, very much. But our offensive coordinator hasn't been able to maximize the strength that he's got. And if he's playing for three years from now, why in the hell should we pay him that many thousands of dollars? That's it, Great question. much.
2: Gary, appreciate okay. your take. Thanks for the phone call, Four eight nine twelve forty. 1240 I mean, a lot's made about the price tag, Elijah. $1.4 million a year for Satterfield. A lot's made at Satterfield's history. Uh, you've seen some progress with your quarterback situation when they went to Harburg. That has kind of slowly went the other way due to wear and tear. And uh, you've, you've asked a non-thrower uh, to make some pro throws uh, versus leaning on the dual threat. Uh, there needs to be another course correction here with whoever's starting on Saturday. You hope it's pretty uh, if he's healthy enough to go. I don't think Harburg will be healthy enough to go, and I don't know that Sims is in the right mental state to go.
3: Is it going to matter? I mean, as any three of those quarterbacks, any of those three inspired confidence in you that they're going to go out there and I, take care I of I have a time? little bit. Listen, if, I'm, if, I've, if I've got a pick, it's a small
2: sample size, but the, the situation Chubba was thrust into – and the way he delivered aside from that third down throw that should have never been called. We're, we're in agreement there. It should have been a run play on third down. Yeah, let me see Chubba. And I know he's got a, a history of some turnovers in uh, and, and limited action. He's not played a lot of football. I don't think you can turn back to Sims. Yeah, I, and, just, and I just
3: don't think you can. And Colin nails it, giving Purdy his first start of the year in Madison, Wisconsin, with potentially an injury, Might be risky, might end in disaster, but you have to do it at this point because the other two quarterbacks have had their chances and they've failed when put into those chances. I I agree with that take, but I don't think anything Purdy has shown me from last season to his time at Florida State to even now this year in limited opportunities has has inspired confidence that it's going to be any different.
2: No, you just hope that there can be more management, right? Less risk, as you would say.
3: It's a big hope because... Again, nothing, no, we've, nothing we've seen from Marcus Satterfield this season has shown us that that's what his game plan is going to be. He's going to come out with his offense, and we're going to see the Marcus Satterfield offense no matter who's at quarterback. Well, uh,
2: that is, you know, a great thing maybe two to three years from now. Could be. <laughs> but, but not with the, uh, the ingredients you have right now. Uh, thanks for hanging out. Hour two still to come. We're here at Rosie's 10th and P. Roadshow Monday with Hale Varsity. Charlie McBride, Uncle Charlie, up next.
8: This is Christian Peter. I'm sorry, but the stories I have about Charlie are not appropriate for the public.
1: The right case of the Mondays. It's Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride, on Hale Varsity Radio.
2: Back with you, it's hour two. It's Hale Varsity on the road here at Rosie's downtown, 10th and P. You're invited out. Monday Night Football, Denver-Buffalo, and a full Big Ten recap. We haven't quite got to the rest of the West yet, but no one wants to win the damn thing. Uh, Iowa sits uh, in the best position. That's uh, the Black Friday game. Nebraska-Wisconsin looms on Saturday at 6.30. Chance for Nebraska to get to 6. Wisconsin's been reeling. And uh, we'll look at Maryland as well as we welcome in Mr. Blackshirt, Charlie McBride. A Monday with Charlie, as we say hi to the coach, Coach McBride. How are you doing? Thanks for the time today.
8: Yeah, uh, well, I, uh, just everything overflowed. I, I was uh, yesterday we had a little problem with our our toilets and our showers backing up and. Today we, uh, I, I started doing the laundry and uh, that overflowed. So I thought I'd call a plumber and see how he's doing. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing, cleaning floors and getting all the stuff. I think we had. I think what happens is you know you get a bunch of your uh, children there and their kids in the summertime and that toilet paper builds up <laughs> or something. <laughs>
2: Well, I I'm sorry about your adventure today with the uh, the toilets it was, and the it laundry. Exciting, though. <laughs> well, it, it kind of represents Nebraska turnover problems, doesn't it? That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Little Nobody overflow. You can do anything
8: right now, right? Is it, I don't know. You know, I feel I feel bad for him. I I really do. I, you know, I tell you what, when you're when you're young and you're trying to do you know there's so many things going through your head when you're when you're young and it's almost like i i got to do everything and you know and it gets hard you know and i think that you know when he he's such a competitor and it even makes it worse
7: mm-hmm. you know
8: in his mind because uh, you know but like i said he had to get the, the forbid it needle put in him and just go play him. You know, and forget it. And he'll probably play mm-hmm. great. <laughs> you know, just tell him, just go play. Don't even worry about this stuff. You know, but he—he—he's he, a hard guy to uh, to. Uh, you know, and I think the other kids are the same way. They get in there, they want to do the right things, and they get their pressing, and you know, you got a whole all your quarterbacks are trying to do the best they can because they're getting their mm-hmm. shot. You know, and that's that's hard.
2: Charlie McBride's with us, Hale Varsity Radio. Coach, uh, you're a guy that has been patted on the back and people put for sale signs in your yard. So you know the life of, of a coach and you know how the second guessing goes, but there's been a lot of second guessing on the third down and seven interception. Not only the pass, but the play call. Speak to us for a, for a moment, if you can, about uh, a, what you thought of the play call. B, uh, what's it like to be under fire uh, by a fan base when when things aren't going well on a side of the football?
8: Well, uh, you know the, uh, thing when things are going with, it, it, with us. It was they, they got too many they got too many uh, yards throwing or too many mm. yards rushing and. I mean, I had Tom call me in the office one day, and there was a guy that hangs around all the time. He doesn't work, but he just hangs out. And uh, he had a petition in all three of his uh, country clubs to have me fired. <laughs> so, so, you know, Tom said, well, don't worry about it. You know, well, I never heard about it until he told me, so I probably never would have heard about it, but. Mm-hmm. But we won our national championship, and hey, and you would have thought uh, that I was the king of the roosters, you know what I'm saying? And uh-huh. he was just, uh, you know, just all of a sudden he became a just a wonderful fan of mine. If <laughs> 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 yeah. <And> he wasn't. <laughs> If he wasn't as old as he was, I'd have busted his nose.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What did you think of the play call, though? Did you think Nebraska well, was, that, was yeah. being too risky and not running it? You know, a
8: couple it? of thoughts in that. You know, maybe, maybe you know, they were, maybe they thought they really had something. You know, I don't know. They probably thought they really had something cold and mm. uh, they wanted to win the game and, and do it in a different manner rather than go through a you know, go through the uh, the uh, play, you know, overtime stuff, and, and who knows what that would have led to? You know, uh, because our, our 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 percentages inside the in the red zone are not good, and mm-hmm. uh, so they they probably were a little nervous about going on with the game, maybe going into overtime or something like that. I. I don't know, but I, I think that here's the thing. I I still somebody said to me, or not to me, but on the on the uh, on television that they weren't sure who he was throwing to, and I got an end zone shot a little bit, and I could see his eyes were kind of going. It looked like they were going to the the player that was the behind.
3: Um, Cam burning the cow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
8: I, and 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 it, but but. If he had thrown it, you know, the uh, Coleman, he'd have, he'd have scored, I think. I, I just mm. think he might have, you know. Uh, and he had room. But I'm not too sure that if you don't look at the film, it's, uh, there may be somebody standing alone somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: <laughs>
8: and that, that's where you get, you know, when you get young like that, I'm telling you now, you got tunnel vision. And you start... You start uh, and I'm gonna throw it to this guy before the ball snaps, and that's not good. And that's a hard thing to you know you got to get out of that and and uh, who knows you know uh, whether that's the case or not. Coaches don't even know sometimes you know that that's what it is. And because uh, they'll 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 deny that they even thought that way, but hey mm-hmm. I, I think they do.
3: Well, Coach, let me get your thoughts then. If you put on your your defensive coordinator shoes, let's say you're on the sideline for Maryland calling the defense and you see an offense out there, third and goal from the nine, the game on the line, it's it's a tie ball game with three minutes left. Whenever your your opposition is 9 of 20 through the air with three interceptions thrown, would you as a defensive coordinator prefer for them to throw the football in that spot? Because that is the... The standard call in modern both college football and NFLs. So if you're third and goal from the nine, you're going to throw the football, trying to get that touchdown. Assuming if it falls incomplete, you can still get that field goal. As a defensive coordinator, would you prefer that they actually throw the ball there because it gives your defense a chance to make a play as opposed to to running the football where less can go wrong? Well, the
8: field goal is going to get they're going to get it. You know, I mean, it, their chances are there. That's about a that's a pretty big get. You know, the other if they're going to go for it. Again, that's uh, you know to me that's the guy that's got some guts and, and you know and that I mean we've been there and you know done the done the thing that probably was the maybe the wrong thing to do at the time for some people and it was the right thing to do for us as coaches and um, that, that's the biggest problem. I mean you got you know you can sit there and you can second guess everything. That there is in the world about you know uh, what would you do? I know what I'd do. I mean, there'd be people and there'd be people coming after him. I mean, if he's going to throw the ball, he'd get a load in it's thing. because um, it's <laughs> you know to me, you know that's the way you get a, a bad throw or a hurried throw or an interception off the throw and and uh, so to me. I'd, I'd I'd rather him throw the football, <laughs> you know. But, but you know that I would expect them to kick the extra point. But you know you can find out that, quick course, with the personnel changes. So, but you know that that's a hard thing to to say. But I think it depends on the coaching staff and what what guys have talked about before. This this is something they they it ought to be talked about in meetings. Different. You know different situations that you get into, and over the years, you know, what if we get into, we see something on TV and say, what if we get it? What are we going to do if we get into that situation? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, this may have been something that they that they already had talked about, and what they were going to do. And um, I would say that the, the throw was there, you know, and uh, but you know again. You know, it, it can you know, there if you turn around and look there's also three guys around there on a, it's three on two almost. You know, so and that goes with the eyes. If if they yeah. if they're, they're quarterbacks and his eyes are going there, there's guys flooding that zone like you you know, and then you always say, Oh, well, this guy was wide open over here you know, well that isn't how it goes. <laughs> I mean <laughs> sure. it'd be nice. Is that they'll they a, a good quarterback will find them, you know the guy that's wide open, even though they have a pick or whatever they have planned.
2: Coach, what do you think about Nebraska, Wisconsin this week? Uh, your old both your old schools. You did a lot of work in Wisconsin. Did did great work in Nebraska as well. And uh, Wisconsin feels like, and it sounds like they're in the tank. Uh, but that hasn't mattered. Uh, the last two programs Nebraska's faced to have seemed to be reeling have won against Nebraska. So, what do you see happening Saturday night? Well, I you know it. it, it
8: what's inside the you know these kids? I mean, you know they, they're the ones that are going to make the decision. The coach can, can talk all they want, but it's going to be by the leadership of the, of the guys that are the seniors and and those that. Maybe guys that are they have another year, but are coming back or whatever they're doing. Mm-hmm. But you know, this is a this is a big game for even those those kind of guys because uh, they're playing against a good team with good personnel. And if you play well, that helps. That you know, that's going to help your 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 chances of of going on to the next level and uh, or at least getting a chance to. Uh, so. I, I think that, you know, look, the way I look at it, we're going to win the next two games. I mean, that's the way I, I just feel that way. And, you know, maybe it's my personality or maybe whoever it is, but I, I think that, you know, they, they're they resilient. I, I, I think they are, and, and I think what they're doing is they ought to be mad. <laughs> they ought to be ready to choke somebody. But, you know, and that's going to be important. I mean, they have to go out there and show people who's boss. And the, and, the, and the quarterbacks have to just have some fun. I mean, if they make a mistake, then laugh at it. Because then just come back and throw a touchdown pass or something interesting, you know. <laughs> but there's, there's, there's things in this game, you, 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 you know, you can't control. And there's, there's got to be a, a point where you just say, I'm going to do the best I can. And I'm going to play as hard as I can. And do I, am I going to run with every 10 ball? I got the ball on my hands, worry about uh, worrying about a, a fumble. I'm going to worry about getting all across the goal line. <laughs> you know, and, and, and they'll automatically, they subconsciously, they'll, they'll hold on to that ball. I'll guarantee it because of the problems they've been through in the past.
2: Charlie McBride's with us on Monday with Charlie Hale, Varsity Radio. We're here at Rosie's downtown, 10th and P. As coach, uh, you look at it. What do you think uh, about Chuba getting the start this week? That's we don't know if that's going to be the case, but do you think Chubba gives Nebraska a good shot Saturday of all the quarterbacks? I thought, yeah, yeah. You know, myself,
8: I I <laughs> I would know who to pick myself, but that. that you know, he's a kid that, you know, I think you have – people don't give him enough credit for being able to run. He can run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and he can run the, the, the quarterback plays and the quarterback runs and things like that, I think. I, You know, from what I see on, you know, on spring game and so on and so forth, because, uh, <clears throat> you know, he just hasn't been in that situation to be a running quarterback before. But he's not slow. And mm-hmm. that, that, that's something that I don't know if they know anything about that. And, you know, that may turn into be a, a, plus, a plus if he does, you know, come on. And that's just something that's just a little thing, but it may turn into a big thing. And uh, the other thing is, is I think that he's been sitting there and uh, I, I think, you know, he sees – you know, I, he sees a little pressure himself with his family and everything else. I mean, you know, that I always wanted to do the best I could. And, and, you know, I knew my mom cared, but my dad, out until the day he died, he never said a good thing about the way I played. And that's mm. unbelievable. It was always, you, you guys stink, or, you know, you got to <laughs> play better, or, you know, I mean, so... You know, and my mom was always patting me on the back, and you know. <laughs> you know but it, it, it's like you know something you wait for, and then it's always too late. To, mm. You know, when they pass, you, you don't get it. So, but I mean, if I had it to do all over in my life, that'd be one thing I'd hope for.
2: Mm. Charlie McBride's with us, coach. we'll... See how things shake out in Madison Saturday night, Nebraska, Wisconsin. Both teams trying to get bowl eligible, and we'll see if Nebraska can can rebound. Have a good rest of your week, and let us know if we can pitch in with any of the cleanup. All right.
8: Okay. Well, I'll I'll do the best I can to get them across the goal line. Maybe five or six <laughs> times. They, they're they're no, they of them were. Explode. I mean, <laughs> you I know, see a be a whole different team.
2: Coach, so, thanks again. You take care.
8: Okay, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Bye now.
2: All-state, two-year
1: starter, and rush in for the Big Red and NFL bet. Is
5: Dugness or uh, Duder or, uh, you know, don't do the Reno if you're not into the whole
2: brevity thing. It's Blackshirt, Jay Moore with Hale Varsity Radio. Back into it. Black Shirt Hour continues. It's Hale Varsity Radio Live. Rosie's downtown, 10th in peace. Some Monday night football going on and plenty of Big Ten thoughts today. We welcome in co host of Big Red Wrap Up. It's Jay Moore. Blackshirt Husker NFL are at Jay Moore 44. Jay Bird, um, lamps broken. Do you have a plastic brick you throw at the TV? Did Junior learn some more new words? I mean, talk to me here. How did Saturday afternoon afternoon go at the Moore household?
0: Yeah, well, I I attended the first half with Junior. Um, had some had some great tickets, so we took up that offer, and then obviously with a six year old, I guess almost seven year old, their attention span only goes for so long, and then even when the the football hasn't been that great, he was he was ready to uh, get out of there. So we went and found uh, found mom and. Watched the game um, at a family tailgate, and kind of that's where we watched the second half. And obviously, things did not go away. Very, a lot of frustration, a lot of uh, head scratching, um, a lot of the same stuff that we've seen from this offense through ten games now. They just turned the ball over, uh, extremely careless with the football, uh, sloppy, and just had their opportunities, and they've taken advantage of those opportunities. You want to say opportunistic? Uh, but they definitely were not opportunistic on Saturday against Maryland.
3: Well, Jay, you could say that the little guy was impatient, doesn't have a long enough attention span for football, or you could say he was raised right and has no patience for sloppy football, and he needed to get out of there. It's 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 Yeah, that's, to it. that's
0: that's fair. That's that's a very uh, fair assumption. I definitely don't have patience for it. My patience is uh, running out uh, with with the offense. I understand the situation that they're dealing with. Listen, the the, the deck is not full. I understand that. Um, which with that being said it just it makes you wonder why they try to do certain things offensively when you can't do it so you know I, I think I like the I, I understand what they're trying to do I, I really do I, I, I know they want to implement it in a certain way and they want to be multiple and uh, yeah, I don't, wanna say, I don't wanna know if you want to say complex or uh, they don't want to be too simple but at this point, when you, when you know you're dealing with, um, you know, injuries and young players and just the situational football, I think kind of simplifying it sometimes is the best way to go about it. But I, again, I'm, I, I know I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to make those decisions. And uh, that's the reason I'm sitting behind a desk and not on the sidelines. So uh, again, uh, I have plenty of chances to, to take control of that game. And uh, you just you just kinda go back to some old habits or not old habits, just habits what they are. You turn the football over and I guess if you want to see a glass half full, you have five turnovers. You're minus three and you still had a chance to win that football game, which is, is still kind of crazy to talk about. But it's there's only two more games left, boys, and we know we know where they got that magic number is to get to. And uh, confidence is is becoming uh, you know, smaller and smaller. I think through a lot of the fan base and, and myself included that, see if they can find one more win, you know, the rest of the season.
2: Jay Moore, big red wrap up at Jay Moore 44 is where you follow him on Twitter, Nebraska, Maryland, Huskers walked off 13 to 10. It didn't have to be that way. When you take care of the football, you had the run game going downhill with Emmett Johnson and even Chuba came in uh, three carries, 33 yards. When he did drop back on third and six, hit Lloyd for a big-time gain, great-looking throw. And let's focus in on on the red zone because there's – and we're we're a part of this party boat with the armchair quarterbacking and second-guessing where – and you can speak to it, and I'm going to ask you about this. Mentality-wise, you're a defense, and you've seen this movie before. You saw it at Minnesota where there's another turnover – Two turnovers in that fourth quarter you fast forward now to game 10 and what, what's is there a difference or should there be a difference with a defensive mindset going out there trying to stop Maryland as they have the ball from the 19 tied versus you're going out there as a defense with a with a three point lead at worst
0: yeah no I mean essentially your the defensive mindset you it's tied versus uh, you got the you got a lead as it just depends on obviously the time frame of the game but you know if you can get a stop and get the ball back in your, your hands your offense you can get you know have a chance in this game but if you have obviously a situation where you're going into with the defense and you have a lead it's like man we just get one stop and this thing's over and you've done it all year if you're talking about Nebraska's defense they have they've gotten stops they've been put in the worst positions week in and week out and they've come up on top they have performed, so you'd think you'd, you'd you'd want to kind of lean on that a little bit, and know that they've done it before, and they've done it in this game, holding teams the f- holding the, the Maryland a field goal after a turnover. Um, but yeah, it's just, it, it's, I mean, you just got to go and execute, and you're the from the defensive you know play caller from the DC, not much changes. You maybe you maybe you. Uh, you dial up a few more pressures with with the lead. Maybe you don't. Maybe you sit back, and it just it all just kind of depends. But you know, I, I, you would think you would just try to give your defense the best chance at winning, right? And um, to to win it. And they, the call they made, they made, and it wasn't that executed right. And you know, the the first play call of the of the red zone series, I don't know what they were trying to do there. I don't know why you try to. Again, this is from my this is from my viewpoint. Is your you get you brought your third string quarterback in inside his own what ten yard line and you got it down there. I mean you stole a possession there, right? It's, that's not supposed to happen. You brought your third string quarterback who hasn't played at all, and you got down there. You stole something. So maybe you, you tried to be efficient with your first your first play call and it didn't work. Wrong page. Okay, so be it. You run it. Okay, don't get what you need. You know, you try to throw it, but just to me, it's, there comes a point where you had your success. You 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 messed up kind of your first play call. It's like, okay, I see what's coming. Momentum's kind of stopped. Uh, give me three points. I, I understand that there. You're thinking if that you know, the if the ball was to Coleman or was it supposed to be the Kemp? It sounds like it was supposed to be to Kemp. You know, you're playing for the incomplete, but your guys have thrown four picks already today. Uh, I know maybe maybe you need to learn your lesson, maybe you need to uh, you know expect the worst. I mean, this offense is kind of like Murphy's Law sometime. And I, I, I like the confidence, I like the you know trying to capture it. But I sure as hell like my defense with the 13-10 lead. They got the ball, they're on 25 and trying to go. Uh, I know they I know they had the wind with them, but your defense has been put in tough spots all year. I, I still like them to come up on top and and get yourself a a win because they've done it all year.
2: Jay Morris with us. It's Hale Varsity Radio here at Rosie's 10th and P downtown Roadshow Monday. Yeah. You just seemed a bit greedy and and rules explanation. You can't disagree with either as far as, you know, being aggressive, wanting, wanting to, to go get the win and, you know, in a in a lot of years of Murphy's Law, worst case is the defense can't go get a stop and you lose 17-13. Uh, that's that's worst-case scenario. But the other worst-case scenario, Jay, happened where you throw a pick with your third-team quarterback on an out route, and hindsight is just run the football. Hindsight is run the football on second down. They did that. They lost two yards. Hindsight is make sure the play's clean and crystal clear on what's supposed to happen it's not an RPO. It's not a improvised situation. It's don't pull it. And Chubba pulled it and, and at least got an incompletion. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't a TFL. But uh, he, had, he had moved them down, and the plays were executed. They had a sweet drive going. But, man, it, it just, uh, again, your old snake eyes once again throwing the football. <laughs> Overall, when it comes to quarterback play, and there's been a lot of heat and arrows at Marcus Satterfield, and there's an appetite here in Nebraska now for getting rid of coordinators and coaches because it's happened the last 20 years. and And what's your take on on that war chant right now of moving on from Satterfield? did not going to happen. And uh, there's there's a lot of uh, of groceries that are uh, are still in the fridge or freezer because they're hurt. Um, you're not getting a, a clean look at maybe what the Satterfield office is. The other side of it is this guy's got a history of offenses not performing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not on that. I'm not chanting, you know, he, we need to get change overseas. Like I said, he's not. They're not dealing with uh, what they want to deal with. I, I, you kind of made your, your decision at QB. You brought in your guy. He's, he hasn't worked. You got rid of a quarterback that was on the team that was okay last year. Uh, you've, you've, you've made lemons, you know, lemonade out of lemons with a hard situation. You find a, you've, you developed an offense around him to get you some wins. That's, Hey, that needs to be, that needs to be respected as well. They've, they've, they're finding ways to win with, without, you know, with, with a quarterback that they weren't planning on playing starting fall camp. So that has to be commended. And I, I that probably doesn't get enough credit as it needs to get done. Again, just kind of goes back to me, and I just, and this just me, right? It's just me. And I, I understand you. You were trying to instill an aggressive mindset in your players, and I know you want to be able to do what you want to do in this offense. But they have, they did tweak it, and they, to their credit, they tweaked it with Harvard to to make it work. But when you know you're not running at all cylinders, and you know you have young players, and you know you have guys who haven't played a ton, and you you implement certain aspects of a game into the game to where it's situational or whatever it is. It just, I just have to question it a little bit. And that's just me Mm -hmm. because I care and I I want this football program to win. I just, you've kind of, you did certain things and you got away with it in in a very um, high risk area and you, you moved it down there and look at, you know, looking at the, the history and just this offense in general, you, you know, you, you this offense has been backed up. I don't think that they get talked about as much. This offense gets the ball inside the ten yard line more than anyone in the nation. I feel like, <laughs> but do. you are, you know, and that doesn't help. That doesn't help your offense as well. So, but you, you're you got some things going, and I the other thing too is you get it down. I don't know what exactly the time frame is. I know it was under four minutes, but you get you're down there three three minutes or so on the clock. You run the football. Start before you know. You start forcing Maryland to use timeouts. Too, you start snap that thing with you know one second on on the play clock. Boom, you know if it's three minutes, you got you know two twenty. Then you snap it again. It's you know if they're not calling their timeouts, you want to save them. Great, you kick the field goal, and maybe there's thirty eight seconds, forty seconds left in the, on on the clock. But if the or they want to start calling timeouts, great, we'll we'll kick the field goal, and guess what? Now you got to go you know, 60, 60, 70 yards without any timeouts. And now,
2: and now back to Hale Varsity Radio. Back here, Rosie's downtown 10th and P.J. Moore back with us here on Hale Varsity.
0: I understand what you want to do, and I understand if the play was executed right. It might have been the right play call, but again, so much bad has happened already up to this point. Why would you ever want to make, you almost got to eliminate that Totally. And he just don't do that. It's just like a golfer, in my opinion. He's on the last hole of the, of the tournament, and he's not in the final group. But he knows a par wins this hole. And he has a par five, right? And he knows a par. There's he has the guys behind him. He just it's the weather's tough. He's played well, but he decides to go for the par five and two. And there's a water hazard, where he knows, hey, guess what? If I lay up, wedge it close, maybe I make a birdie. But guess what? I'm making I'm making par at the worst. And you got you got to force these guys to come and get you. You got to force their hand. But if you go for it in two and you hit in the water, now you make bogey. Now you're now you're getting an opportunity, and you kind of know just like just the risk versus reward scenario. It's just where I that's where I just you scratch your head with it, and because I just want like I said, um, I have full trust in everybody and everything they do. I'm not just it's just. Um, you just wonder why i just want to know the why like when you have so much bad has gone wrong throwing the football just why what just why was the play called I mean, what was your rationale and uh you just i just think more bad it could happen than good in that situation and obviously the bad did happen so um obviously frustrated with it all and uh because again, there was there's back-to-back games where you had opponents coming on a losing streak that you usually could have won, and you didn't. And now you now you're going to kind of same situation in, at Wisconsin this upcoming week. So um, I, I just when the situation comes to again. I, ho- I hope the 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 right play call is, is made, and, and, and really execution happens better too. The players got to execute as well. I'm sure they ran that play many, many times in practice, and they executed well. But you, that's that's you know that's that's on the coaching staff and and in the in the players as well. It's a two-way street there, where you have to have trust in them to execute it, and they have to go do it. in right, life competition, obviously, that was not the case.
3: Jay Moore with us here, Hale Varsity Radio, and Jay, whenever you look at Marcus Satterfield, his play calling, do you think there's an element of this being? for the long term if you will the fact that you know what we're not going to compromise what our offense is now based on the pieces that we have and understanding winning is important now but also understanding the the rebuild as a whole is, is more important that you know what these young wide receivers need reps with the plays we're going to be calling for them in three years this offensive line needs reps with pass protection if you just go one-dimensional it's not doing you justice in the long term do you think there's any of that with what you've seen from the offense Or do you think i'm, I'm over analyzing
0: no, I think there's a part of it. There, I, I definitely think there's a part of it, but also they implemented sprint option and all these other things for Harburg, and I don't think that was the game plan coming in uh, year one. I mean, maybe they had some wrinkles of it, but they they adjusted to to Harburg's strengths. Um, but I, I think there's there, you you have to you have to implement what you what you want to do. I, I think you cannot completely go super conservative i i you have to you still got to try to throw the ball you still got to um you know make the defense trust or like you know respect what you're going to do that you just can't run it you know and then you know super short to eat intermediate pass game uh they'll just load up on you and it's just you're just running your head into a brick wall so i understand that but a part of me is well again i just understanding what you're dealing with and i i and it's hard. It's hard because we're just in football. The one thing you don't want to overact to is like the one play. It's like you coach. You don't want to coach the play. You kind of coach the process. And I'm reacting to a play. It's not very, um, you know, it's not a, the most logical thing. But again, when it's at such a situational critical time of a game, it's like, man, well, you got to look to that for in some issues. But. Uh, he has to, he has to try to get some sort of momentum going this offense with what he wants to do, even though you're not, you might not have your quarterback on the roster for next year, potentially uh, you're running, your running back group is, is decimated. Uh, your wide receivers are, are very, very young. Um, so it's just, it's tough because you, you want, do you want to implement it or do you want to try to win a football game? You know, you're trying to build for the next three or four years, but it's like, so this pros and cons. Do you want to, not do what you want to do, to do for the next you know four or five years to win a football game, or does winning football games help you build better for the next four or five years? You know, that's, that's kind of the million-dollar question. I think winning is going to help. Because one thing I do know when you get one more win, you also get 14 or 15 more practices for bowl game prep. Nebraska hasn't had that. So you start developing those young players as well. And then maybe you start implementing more of what you want to do in the practices too. So... You know, it six one way, half does the other. But uh, I, I need to, I need those wins. I think I, I, I think I value wins more than trying to implementing what you want to do. You know, in the future.
2: Jay, thoughts on Saturday night in Madtown? It'd be a sweet victory. Exercise that demon. You've lost nine straight to Madtown. Wisconsin's got a lot of records against Nebraska. This putrid West goes away. Both teams are struggling. And uh, you're trying to avoid being the third straight get-well game for another program.
0: Yeah, you know it's just funny how this season's kind of just changed. You know, you look at it from beginning until to where we are now, and, and just kind of shows you how poor this the Big Ten West is. Uh, that you know Illinois with their struggles, they've obviously obviously bounced back, and you know Northwestern having their issues, but have looked darn good in the last few games. Uh, Wisconsin, everyone was high. Everyone thought Wisconsin was going to win the West. That uh, doesn't look like that's going to be the scenario. There's some interesting things. There's some interesting quotes coming out of Fickle's mouth and some players around there. Uh, the locker rooms. It's, there, there's some uh, volatility amongst the locker room right now. But like these last two games, Nebraska had against Michigan State and Maryland. Both both teams were had you know back-to-back losses and Nebraska was not able to capitalize and to continue, that sh- continue that streak. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I know what the line is. I know playing on the road, playing at night. I don't know if the crowd's going to be as amped up for a night game as they have been in the past in Madison. But if Nebraska continues to turn the football over like they have at this pace, I can't foresee them winning. I just can't. I uh, I just don't know how. I mean, they've they've done it. Uh, Illinois but I don't know exactly where Illinois and West concert have this time or comparable but I just can't foresee them cuz I just now right you've kind of fooled me once shame on me fooled me twice right this this offense is just they just turn the football over and it's just going to be tough and I if they can find one more win awesome great the the you know the mental toughness from the defense and just you know dealing with all that it's 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 a good thing, but you you go turn the ball over three plus times again, like you did at Michigan State, and you go do it at Matt, uh, against uh, Wisconsin-Madison. I don't think they can they can come out on top of this one either. So not feeling not feeling great about it on on Monday. I know it's we're still close. You know the the, the wound is still fresh from Saturday. Uh, and I know we still got they got some time to develop and, and see what the cute quarterback situation is with Harburg and sims and and purdy who knows because it sounds like Harburg and purdy are beat up and sims is healthy so don't feel too confident about it unfortunately on a a monday afternoon talking to you fellas
2: jay we'll get caught up again and get locked in for black friday uh best to you and enjoy big red wrap up tomorrow night thanks for giving us some some thoughts today
0: yep thanks guys
2: And now, and now, back to Hale Varsity Radio. Big thanks to Jay Moore. Big thanks to Charlie McBride. Big thanks to you. All of you chimed in on the stream, the Hale Varsity YouTube channel. They can get to everyone's comments, and sorry, we'll do better tomorrow. Keep playing along at home, in your car, on YouTube, on Twitter, Hale Varsity Radio. Twitter feed as well, at HVarsity Radio. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Big thanks to the, the folks who've come down to Rosie's 10th and P as uh, we're down here uh, a week from, hold on, back that up. Two weeks from today, we're here the 27th back in for Monday night football. Elijah Herbal's all geared up for his Denver Broncos, Buffalo Bills tonight. Denver trying to take that step forward. A lot of good, uh, solid talk on Nebraska, their quarterback situation. Of course, the play call, and uh, a lot of week left to dive into the quarterback situation, and uh, that reality staring at you in the face. If you're Nebraska, all too often getting to six and beyond, and you know there's a there's a real possibility you don't get to six this year. Two tough ball games, and uh, two to three games this season that were left on the table. And uh, we'll see if Nebraska can grow up on the road. Uh, as you, you look back through 10 games, Elijah, this team's had to do a, a lot of growing up. The defense has done it. You've seen different parts of the offense get better. You've seen the offense take some steps back. They've been limited. Um, and and I don't think it is too much to ask for, for one more win, Ken. And Stephen also checks in on the stream if Nebraska doesn't get to six, I view the season as a failure. You play to win the game. And, Stephen, that's what he said with throwing the, the pass on third down. <laughs> uh, but there's other ways to, to go win the football game. Three points, running it, just knowing your personnel and handling it better, and that is still uh, stuck in the craw for a lot of Nebraska fans, Elijah. The other part of this is the defense uh, looked uh, a little bit tired in the second half. And I'm not knocking them. I think they played great football. They got you three turnovers. They've made monster stops. But you look at the number of plays the defense has had run against them. They're they're going into, to, to gain 14 or 15 on the season uh, compared to where the offense is at right now. I mean, it's just the way it is when you look at all the turnovers and sudden changes. That's just the physical with plays against them, uh, the emotional part. And uh, it, it is really uh, going to be a – a gut check and and mental test for both these programs. Uh, Can Nebraska bounce back after a couple of tough three-point losses? Wisconsin seems like the whole place is on fire uh, in that locker room uh, with their first year. You don't have that issue at Nebraska with uh, buy-in and questioning and lack of effort or discipline. You just have the fundamental issue of turnovers.
3: Well, yeah, Nebraska has buy-in. I think they're further ahead in their culture shift than Wisconsin is. Wisconsin's had some issues in shifting from that power run Wisconsin type attack to a, a potential air raid under Longo, but the difference is Wisconsin has a quarterback. They actually have two of them. Ooh. Nebraska doesn't and you look across the offense you talked about the development. You've seen development Just about everywhere on the offense since some guys have had to come in. on the offensive line The young wide receivers Emmett Johnson stepped up They've had some tight ends up and make plays the quarterbacks is the one spot where there hasn't been development within the offense. That's the one spot where Wisconsin is ahead of Nebraska in their rebuild. They have found a guy in Mordecai, and they have a backup quarterback that's performed admirably. That could be the difference in this game on Saturday.
2: Well, you mentioned square peg, round hole, with now versus the future, and uh, Wisconsin's running head into it. Talk to you tomorrow at 4.
3: A at Media Production.